All right, I'm Perry. This is Plate Second to my right, Star of All Things Place TV, the one only Mr. Brandon Steele, but also to my right today, a very special guest, a return. Uh, I guess I'm just going to use your normal name because you're on camera. I don't think yeah. you were ever on this. Uh, no. Lil no. Jamie is with us, a.k.a. Yeah. Devin is here. What's um, up? It's your least favorite podcast host. <laughs> it's Hell yeah, dude. How long has it been? Two years. About, yeah. I have no ability to uh, determine timelines anymore. I was thinking <laughs> about that. Well, because I realized the other day with all this Trump shit going on, it was like 2016 is a while ago now. It all it all kind of get lumped together into like a two-year period, and then I realized I was just, you know, blackout high for <laughs> five straight yeah. years. Anything I don't past 2020 I don't think is real. I, I've just come to the realization that nothing past that, it just makes sense anymore. Well, the we're, good news is... dead. That's exactly right. Or at yeah. least we will be soon. Yeah. Uh, we have David Wilcock today, who is, of course, claiming that uh, the world will be over by 2025. This uh, this is, what is this, book six of a trilogy? Dude, he must be so mad they released the mugshot after he put this out. There's a few things that I think he would have been able to tie things uh, to had he just waited a bit longer. But, I mean, this book is dog shit, if I'm being quite honest there was this is only going to be one episode normally we would do two episodes on these books but there's just the the amount of content contained herein is uh no bueno nothing it's dwindling there's there's almost there's nothing in it it it's he went back he did the the author's preface thing again and he uh half the book was author's preface and the second preface was again about crop circles so he's written a section about crop circles in three straight books that have all been released within a few months of each other. He's devolving, dude. Well, it's just, I mean, there's nothing. We do get a very good revelation at the end of today's episode, so a little little radio right. tease there. But, you know. I mean, he's putting so much out, it's bound to at least have some gold. The problem is it's becoming incoherent. Well, that is. Uh, That's where it's getting difficult. Yes, it. it functions to his benefit however that's the thing about writing a bunch of prophecy is something's going to kind of hit well i also think i've concluded he just peaked talking about how yogurt screams when you eat it uh in terms of insanity to insanity but to still coherentness like i just I don't think he's ever coming back to that. We're never topping uh, banana sandwich. Banana yeah. sandwich. That was That's... like that was that was Jordan in '92. Like oh. it's just as good as it's gonna be. There's one or two things in here that are teetering on banana sandwich edge. <laughs> like there's some wild shit in here. I guess with that, uh, instead of uh, talking about it, let's be about it. So this is Michael prophecies book six, or as he occasionally calls it, book five, part two. He doesn't know which book is which anymore. I think he's lost count for three. Yes, I guess we can explain to you. This was, uh, David tried to put out a trilogy of books. Yeah. About like, sometime in book two, he realized he wasn't going to be able to do a trilogy quick enough. So he started splitting it up. So he'd say like book two, part two, book two, part three. But then when he got to book three, he decided he would just write five books. So now you have, like, book two, part two, but then there's book, th- which is also book three. And then we got to book five. This is book five, part two, but now it's book six. What is this Star Wars logic we're having right here? Well, it's funny you say Star Wars. We'll get to that momentarily. But this this is the first thing he talks about in the book, author's preface, section one. Uh, David uses this preface to declare that the trilogy will not only have a book seven, we will have a book eight. Oh, so he's he's confirmed the eighth. David Wilcock, eight eight part trilogy, uh, and if not, well, he does say if not book eight, he will spin it off into a new series called the Cosmic Diaries. So there's more <sighs> books than this trilogy. Well, he censored some of the material in here because it was, uh, I think, too personal is the excuse he makes. Um, but that doesn't really ring true when. Yeah, I read what's he it. talking about? He's told us about all his biggest failings. Uh, if you're willing to talk about getting molested by aliens, I don't think there's a whole lot you're probably withholding. Except, I mean, he's getting overtly horny. Most of this book, <laughs> most of this book is just a really horny guy. Treat it. <laughs> All right. Uh, David then, oddly enough, jumped to talking about Clifford Stone, who I guess by the time this comes out, that will have been a Friday's episode. That was just a bizarre synchronicity. We uh, yeah. We didn't intend to do that. We talk about the uh, the types of reptilians here. There's yellow, green with brown spots, and brownish gray. 
And then uh, he gets right back to doing his favorite thing, which is quoting at length from another guy's book that is out of copyright date. <laughs> so he always emphasizes that in the book, too, where he says, like, hey, this... Uh, this is not a crime. Right. The copyright yeah. didn't get extended, so I'm allowed to quote at length which from this. Which is funny, because he means, I'm stealing this, but this is legal. Even funnier is he, he used the same book he used in the other book. So now we've gotten to the point <laughs> where he's probably printed about 25% of another person's book over the course of his books. It was uh, George Hunt Williamson's Road in the Sky. And then we get to Star Wars is Real, which uh, <laughs> David talked with an insider, and the insider told him, quote, the Empire is real, the Death Star is real, the transhumanist machine integration of Darth Vader is real. This empire did indeed destroy an entire planet with a Death Star-type weapon. However, instead of a galaxy far, far away, it was right here in our solar system. He, uh, he Which also, planet? Well, you know, details like that that you can't expect. You yeah. can't expect an all-knowing being to have details like classified. that. Our, our yeah. planets have names. I think you'd know which one you just shot down. Oh, no, it's impossible. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so no many way. to think of. We fired at random. Uh, that guy also told us we're going to all have powers like Obi-Wan Kenobi, too. So I think he was just an insane person just to a, watch Star, Star Wars It's just much. a force, though. Uh, yes, yes, but... I'd rather have a lightsaber. Completely different. It's, it's somehow not the force. Um... Then David starts talking about Richard Z. Hoagland's uh, head on Mars, which, you know, of course, turned out to just be a rock, um, not not a robot head. But yeah. David said the important thing is we thought it was a robot head. And well, that's, that makes sense. And that sparked a conversation, yeah. so that's what it was meant to do. The fact that it wasn't some giant robot leviathan doesn't make any difference. Uh, oh, and, and then he says this about Saturn's rings. Um if you get close to the debris, you discover that the ring was built to house a, a massive civilization of people who are about 70 feet tall on the average. Within the shattered glass are rooms with chairs, countertops, and furnishings for 70-foot-tall people in a highly advanced technological civilization. Bruce said some of these beings did come to Earth and were known as titans in ancient mysteries. I discussed a Greek discovery of a 70-foot-tall human skeleton. Bruce is also Montauk Daniel. They found a 70-foot-tall human... I feel like I ought to read that. Of somewhere. course they didn't. The the safe thing to do when you read David Wilcock is if you read it and you go, that doesn't sound right, it's because yeah. it's not right. It, it's like, a lie 100% of the time. Look, I know we got a lot of biased media, but I feel like I'd have seen that in the news. A 70-foot-tall human being that lives in the rings of Saturn discovered yeah. on Earth? Yeah. yeah. You, you'd think that would have crossed the headlines at a certain point. This is why CNN's well, fake that, news. Yeah. They also said that aliens were real and no one cared, so it's hard to believe that maybe. I know. It's, it's so funny they get so greedy, too, where, like, he can't talk about the shit that's kind of confirmed. Like, he can't take videos we have or testimony we have. It's always got to be grander. He, he can never settle for just being uh, what it is. Uh, he tells us 1% of the U.S. population is in the Illuminati, which is, you it's know, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be three million people. That's yeah. kind of where we're fucked if that's the case. I thought this was a selective club. Is this like what happens when you have, you know, no segregation laws? Well, to be fair to him, he does say they're either in the Illuminati or their thought processes have been influenced by the Illuminati. So either All directly right. or indirectly, they're they're doing the they're bidding. They're doing of, the Illuminati shit. I'm okay. indirectly in the Illuminati. Yeah. Which Our, I assume by that just means pedophiles. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, but then he says, he says Shirley Temple, you know, the, the bitch who tap Shirley danced Temple. Back. She was big in the Illuminati. Huge, huge. My favorite drink. That's hilarious to imagine Shirley Temple as the head of the Illuminati. I was trying to, uh, what is in a Shirley, is Shirley Temple Sprite and, and Sherry? Grenadine. Grenadine, yeah. that's yeah. what it is. I was trying to think about the other day when I was making my uh, sparkling water cherry mixture. It's delicious. And I was like, this is just a ghetto version of a Shirley Temple. Yeah, that's Shirley a hood Temple's, Shirley Temple. Uh, product of the deep state. Yeah, oh, who's an Illuminati overlord. Yeah. What the fuck's the difference between a Shirley Temple and a Roy Rogers? Roy Rogers is Coke. Is it? Oh, it's Pepsi. Or whatever. Coke, Pepsi, same oh, thing. Same, same shit. I, oh, I, for some reason I thought it was just if you were a guy, you were supposed to order a Roy Rogers instead of a Shirley Temple. I always assumed Roy Rogers was gay. I also don't know who Roy Rogers was. 
I just assumed he was a closeted gay man <laughs> in like the, the 50s who poured grinding and coke was like, this is fabulous. Well, if you're alive during the 50s and the drink named after you doesn't have alcohol in it, you were yeah, a homosexual. Yeah. That's I believe the you surest pro- sign. So I'm saying Roy Rogers is a very gay name. Uh, despite the fact that the Illuminati has people like Shirley Temple on their side, we don't have to worry because, quote, thankfully we are not alone in this battle. We have Archangel Michael the Confederation of Planets, as well as the Alliance here on Earth. I don't know if he knows he joined the Confederacy. I also don't know what the Confederation of Planets is. I don't know if that's supposed to be a new name for the Galactic Federation. Or, Yeah, I don't know entirely. It's because it's the same thing. It's just worded differently. Yeah. The, the hardest parts of all these books is trying to parse through what it is that I'm fucking up and like I just don't know about versus... David's schizophrenia seeping yeah. through into the written form. It feels like he's like kind of like almost like gaslighting into like you should know this, and then you have that recollection of running through. It's like what the, f- what is this? Absolutely. There's there's parts in this book where he'll say someone's name as if we should know who that person is. He never explains who the person is. There there. Yeah. It's it's we're trapped in his head. Author's preface section two crop circles, which as I said, we're going to mostly skip this. Um. Just a, a few choice cuts out of here. This is, uh, David explains this hyper-scientific way to analyze things. Quote, There's a long-standing tradition of counting the number of seconds in a posted video and then linking it to a particular post from Q archives. So David watches, uh, like, YouTube videos. Let's say video's two minutes long. Uh-huh. That's 120 seconds. And then we'll go to Q post 120 and then try and tie that post into the video he watched. Which is a very normal, not yeah. at all insane thing to do. Yeah, he's really gonna. He, thank God, he's too much of a pussy to be a danger to anyone. Do you, uh, do you think he'd do it? Like no. kill, give shooting rampage. No, I think he's too much of a pussy. I think he's gonna yeah. write his books and think he's. I think we're inching closer to this. I have a strong feeling. I will be killed by David Wilkins. I think David's too limp-wristed to hold a gun. Break down our door and just shoot up the place. Call that my prophecy, but I kind of get this feeling. You know, he talks about well, he talks about everything on such a grandiose scale. So if he, if David is the ultimate force of good in the universe, people pushing back against him would then have to be the ultimate evil. I feel like he'd have to admit he's not a deity, though, to do that. Do you think so? Oh, yeah, I guess it does seem murder does seem If he seem kills us, the... we're right. Yeah, we become martyrs. Yeah. Which he loses that cool. fight. <laughs> the martyrs of David. He loses that fight the second he kills us. That's exactly what we want him to do. Uh, some more insane David thoughts. Uh, this is about crop circles. This was a dramatic public display. And the first time I ever had any idea that crop formations might have been designed in response to my own thoughts and actions. So, <laughs> so I made this up. Yeah, so David is influencing alien crop circles by thinking about stuff, I think. It sounds about right, you know? Yeah, well, that's the other thing in this book is David is responsible for everything that's occurred in history through present. If only I could imagine a wife that wouldn't leave me. <laughs> by, by way of Archangel Michael, he's responsible for just about everything. Uh, we get some numerology on the crop circles. For example, quote, return to the two crop circles. The wicker basket has 42 peripheral circles, and the Michael shield has 75 peripheral quadrilaterals, adding the values of 75 plus 42 equals 117. This is the same value of angel of the Lord. I don't know how to pronounce this. M-L-A-C-I-H-V-H. They, they wrote it like a fucking ASAP Rocky, uh, Rocky album uh, title. Where you know what they they do that where it's like if they spell king it's K X N G yeah they use they don't use actual letters kind of written like that um I I should also note that a lot of the the analysis David grabs for crop circles comes from cropcircleconnector.com. dot com he just <laughs> he just, he just goes through he goes through the comments section on uh, cropcircleconnector dot com he's just reading comments well there and then the gateway pundit. He reads a lot of comments from the Gateway Pundit. That's what he uses to, like, uh, you know, shape his analysis. That's how he finds out the real pulse of the world. Well, that's yeah. where all the geniuses hang out is CropCircleConnector.com. Yeah. Oh, the com- there were reply guys in it's, the comment section. It sounds like a dating website for people who like crop circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Just uh, just for fun, here's here's some more David crop circle analysis. Once again, we see a six-sided wicker man shape in the center of a cube-like hexagon. Six circles joined together like spokes into a common circular area in a radial pattern. The surrounding hexagon does have a cube-like appearance. This suggests matter as we know it is transforming through our ongoing journey into fourth density. The hexagon also looks like a stylized cube of dice. The dots on the side of the die are illustrated at their accurate sizes for a typical die in the formation. The circle makers, which is capitalized nah. like, like it's a proper group, the circle makers may be inviting us to consider how the deep state is rolling the dice by continuing to hit Trump with indictment after indictment. The word indictment also has D-I-C-E <laughs> in it. Holy fuck. In order... Which is another possible symbolic connection the Circle Makers may have intended. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that's the first appearance. The circle Makers put my boy in jail. It's <laughs> the first appearance of word magic in this book. And from there, that's the end of the uh, prefaces. Section 1, end of August, 1999, and we're just straight back into David being horny. And that's going to be this entire book. Uh, this is a, a kind of a side in a dream that is otherwise about him being trapped in a hotel room with a serial killer, which sounds like it would be interesting, but not when David explains it. Not the way David does it. All right, here we go. Quote, I was hanging out with two other guys who might have been from the band. This very, very gorgeous woman showed up. She was apparently a prostitute that one of the guys had hired for all three of us. She was blonde-haired, very thin and athletic, and extraordinarily beautiful. I believe that I myself never did anything with her. When the other two guys had finished, they were all telling me that I had gone first. I seem to have a half memory of having gone first. <laughs> even, even though I wanted to go somewhere with it in terms of having sex with her since I felt like I hadn't, I just said I just said that it wasn't a big deal. I just helped her by massaging her feet. I didn't get all tied up in my desire. He's a fucking, he's a dream cock. David's in the feet. He can't Damn. even fuck in his dreams. What no. he, man? David can't get hard even in his dreams. No, he just sits in the corner and beats Mas off. Massages someone's feet. Here, uh, I don't know what to do with some of this stuff. That's really where I've gotten to with all these books is I read something. I just go like, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how this applies to anything. I don't know why you would include this in a book. Quote, make sure you note the extreme vertigo that takes place in this section. And then this is uh, this is David interjecting, speaking to the voice in his head. Right. So you got to uh, take note of the stream vertigo that takes place in this section. David responds, I will do that. David's note, Michael's reference to extreme vertigo is prophetic of the fact that he was about to cause a rainbow-colored wig, clown wig, I'm sorry, a rainbow-colored clown wig to fall out of my closet in real life. This shocked me at the time and has incredible prophetic significance for today. <laughs> I have, I have too many questions. To... <laughs> Dude, he's still going to do a live stream with that wig on. Uh, it's going to be great. I think so. He was pretty yeah. hyped on the, the clown wig in the book. Oh, are you kidding? David finding new props? Yeah. It, it, well, I guess they're not even new. I think he's just been carrying these things around in his closet. Dude, for, sizzle suit and a rainbow jacket, he's going to crush. Bro. And then we go straight back from clown wig to just David, uh, David being horny again. Quote, somewhere in the middle of all this, I met an incredible Italian woman with short, curly black hair. She was stunningly attractive. She seemed to really have a major interest in me at first. As time progressed, I realized that this was not really the case. She was more like a prostitute. It wasn't necessarily that she was a prostitute. She had been with so many guys that she had all these options and didn't want to have a sexual relationship. She did say later on that she would do it once or twice, but that would be it if we ever did anything. <laughs> He talks about that for like 15 pages. I like how both of the women were prostitutes. Yeah. That's going to be a reoccurring theme. But yes, it's uh he was very proud of the fact that he could have fucked had he wanted to. But she was very clear he could only fuck once, maybe twice. Yeah, before. maybe two times tops. But after that, no no further. I like how even in his dreams he's paying for it. That's what I'm saying. It's insane that he's dreaming about yeah. this shit. Yeah. Kind of funny. He can't accomplish anything even in his dreams. Back to the uh, the clown wig. And a reminder, this clown wig fell in 1999. This is not a current thing. Yeah. This clown wig fell 25 God, plus years ago. I missed ago. that wig. Uh, but, dramatic. But the clown wig, he got another message in our present timeline about the clown wig falling in 1999. David's note. As I unsealed this for the first time on July 16th, 2023, the ground beneath my feet shook from wind. Right as I read about the wig falling, 
The falling rainbow wig is prophetic of the fall of the deep state's agenda. Right, <laughs> right out of the closet. See? Yeah. The this, gay wig. This fall is visible through things like bug, Bud Light slash Target boycotts. I was extremely scared after the rainbow wig fell. My heart started pounding. In the dream, a woman was wearing the same wig, and she was trying to kill me. So, yes, the, the Yo, clown... Yo, a dream about a lady in a rainbow clown wig trying to murder you is pretty wild. Yeah, but she'd let him fuck once, maybe twice. Maybe twice. <laughs> maybe, maybe twice if he's lucky. Within uh, this same dream with the whore in the wig, there's a part where David breaks into someone's apartment to steal paper towels, and he says that uh, that represents the toilet paper shortages of COVID. Of course. Which, I, not to continuously harp on this, but... Um, because we talked about it briefly the other day, is he can't reconcile the fact that the dreams in 1999, they're supposed to be lining up. This is August of 99, which should line up with August of... 2023. Yeah, now, right yeah. now. It should be like today or perhaps next year. I'm not entirely sure. But obviously the toilet paper shortage occurred in 2020, not 2023. Uh, he just kind of skips over that. He never explains how... A year could be two years simultaneously. It is in the vicinity. It's plus or minus three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how calendars uh, work. Section two, September 1999, part one. Dream. I had a very long dream involving my father just now. It wasn't just him. John from the farm was involved as well. It seemed to involve a broken plate. I was eating spaghetti off of it. David's note. This appears to be prophetic of a very strange incident that occurred when I brought Jacob out to meet Pete Peterson in or around 2011. I was sitting there eating dinner with them and feeling somewhat ignored. I heard a sudden sharp noise like you were hitting a dish with a piece of silverware. I then pushed my fork down on my plate, and the plate quietly divided into two equal pieces. The food did vaguely resemble spaghetti and meatballs in its appearance. That's the most fascinating part of this to me, is what vaguely resembles yeah, spaghetti I and don't, meatballs. I don't entirely know what else it's going to be. It's just such a meaningless distinction to draw. It's like, yeah, I dream about spaghetti, and the food I was eating kind of looked like spaghetti. Yeah. Which, what, yes, what is Is that pasta? Is that... Yeah, it has to be a pasta dish, right? Other, maybe he just eats all his meat in round forms. Yeah. See, this is why I know he's not all there, because you would just say it was spaghetti and meatballs. Well, don't... Look, the, the coincidences continue. Also, my high school friend Jude's worst fight with his mother involved her throwing a plate of spaghetti against the wall, <laughs> causing it to explode in a huge mess. The broken plate with spaghetti will reappear later in this book in a Michael reading. That's, a, that's how important it is. You got to bookmark it. We're going to return to that plate of spaghetti. I like how he's using someone else's experience yes. to, to qualify his prophecy. This is, uh, this is the issue with reverse engineering is you can literally make anything a prophecy given a sufficiently large data bank from which to draw inspiration. Yeah. If you just use the phrase spaghetti and you want to expand your prophecy to everyone you know, someone in your life will have had some variety of experience with spaghetti between 1999 and 2023. It's a guarantee. Yes, yes. It's not that special. To him, it's very special. Uh, he then has a dream about a bandage you put on your neck and light it on fire, and it gives you a haircut. He, he said that's the vaccine. Uh, of course it is. Oh, yeah. This, uh, I think David's gay, and it's kind of official. He's just not directly saying it. How could he be gay? He dreams about getting pussy. Well, sometimes. But not getting pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes he dreams about having sex with men, too. <laughs> but this is, well, let me read this, and then I'll let you uh, chime in with your opinion. Quote, this is uh, Archangel Michael speaking, David. We have mentioned the testicular cancer in these readings, not to indicate the physical presence therein, but rather the issues surrounding your sexuality and the degree of frustration that you have felt in the past. We are proud to report that your integration surrounding these issues has nearly completed itself. He's gay. Damn, Archangel Michael. Call him gay. Just <laughs> call David gay. David, you're a faggot. But he's like... <laughs> But he's like, I'm proud of you for not fucking men anymore, David. You've really you've become an inspiration. But what other issues David surrounding... Con he conversion therapied himself. Yeah. What other issues surrounding sexuality are there other than being gay? Maybe he couldn't figure out why his dick didn't work. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe he can't get hard. 
Uh, I mean, it sounds like it from his dreams. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for David to be impotent. It it would check out the most, especially with the bizarre shit he does with his diet. He probably kind of fucked himself physically. Uh, more astonishing readings from David. Quote, rather, we need to begin looking problems squarely in the eye and taking them at face value instead of making excuses about them. David's note, face value was the first solo album of Phil Collins. <laughs> I am a fan of Phil Collins and do not believe he's a part of anything nefarious. <laughs> so he chimes in to say Phil Collins had an album with that title. But he let's not it. judge <laughs> Phil. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't actually yeah. mean Just anything. Just so you know, I yeah. love the album. Yeah, guys. this isn't Phil's fault, guys. Let's not be too hasty. Yeah. This, this may be, if what I'm about to read is true, David is officially retarded. More so that this is like a certifiable retard moment. David's note... Stavati just received a buyout offer that would give us instant billions, but, <laughs> but we hand over all control and patents. We are saying no. Michael knows all about it. Uh, this guy had a tantrum in writing when we refused his offer of a complete buyout. Stavati is David's uh, hover car company. Yeah, there's not a chance that's true. Zero. Instant there, billions? It's crazy. The, the email David sent the other day said he's four figures in debt. So the idea that he he's in a payment plan with the IRS, he is at least $1,000 in debt. So the idea that he would turn down not just a billion dollars, multiple billion dollars. Yeah, multiple. Just because, I guess, out of... Uh, David's got principles, bro. Yeah. And those principles are flying cars. I, I actually don't think it's a principled take. I think it's an egocentric one. You think he thought they under they undervalued him? Of course. Yeah. This is a he yeah. said it's a trillion dollar company. Billions, anything less than a That's thousand billion. Yeah. Slap in the face. Yeah. Uh some more more just worthless insight from David. Quote Oh no, look, I've ruined my titular perspective. David's note. This joke might not translate well out of English. Breasts are often called tits in America. <laughs> <laughs> the word titular also refers to something that is a title. The trans movement is therefore a titular <laughs> perspective for the deep state. Holy shit, guys. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, just a, here's a funny aside. He mentions his girlfriend at the time, Sabrina, didn't believe in any of his prophecy. The teenage witch. <laughs> so he, uh, he lived with a woman who just thought he was insane, I guess. I don't know why she put up with it. That seems like a lot to deal with. I mean, everyone yeah. should be thinking he's insane at this point. Yes. Um, uh, kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, and not that I feel the need to go, go out of our way to, to indicate we don't believe David's prophecy, but at one point in this book, he mentions earthquakes and hurricanes, and then within a, a week of the book coming out, we got the, the earthquake in Los Angeles, and it's under yeah. hurricane warning. Yeah. Look, David, the, the man's putting enough out to be bright about something. Well, the problem is he didn't predict that. He said that was like a metaphorical reference. So yeah. even when he could be right. Yeah, he goofed. He fucks it up. What a funny time. Uh, here's another one. Quote, and so as we approach this golf course of the divine, let's say in the Bahamas. David's note, another of many Trump references. He is a regular golf player who often lives in Florida which is near the Bahamas. <laughs> Damn, that's a spinning hot take. Right Hell here. yeah, dude. Well, it's just so funny to have a, a prophecy explicitly mention a location. He's just like, like and then describe the location. And it's close to <laughs> yeah. something else. And it's not that, but this other thing also exists. Uh, I tweeted about this earlier in the week Trans Nostradamus, um, which I should also indicate, I don't remember if we, we talked about it before. Archangel Michael was also Nostradamus's source. So David uh, is now okay. also, in addition to being King David from the Bible, he is also Nostradamus. Well, that makes sense. I mean, he might as well be. Uh, might as yeah. well. Why not at this point? Yeah. I got those titles, man. So uh, I won't read the dream, but in the dream, uh, Nostradamus, was, was, he was sick in a bed, and he just had huge tits. David's note, the transgender dying Nostradamus clearly symbolizes ailing deep state kingpins. I was being warned not to go public with what I knew at this time. Yeah, when you're dreaming about trans Nostradamus, I want to know what's going on with you. I've said it before. I don't think I've ever had uh, a dream about trans people or having sex with them or, or having well, gay sex. Trans Nostradamus is very specific. Yes. And it, it sounds like a skit. It could be a good bit. <laughs> Write that yeah. down for future use. There's also there's a extended dream in here about cleaning gutters, which David declares as a uh, prophetic of the commercials he now sees for that uh, 
have you seen that one, the gutter system where you like put the the mesh over the gutter, so you don't have to climb up to, to uh, clean it. No, no. I saw it all the time when I was in a detox. I that, that was like just repeating on the TV over and over again. It's an infomercial, basically. It's not important, but David uh, declares don't. that was prophecy. We don't have the gutters to clean. Yeah. Quote, however, instead of pulling out dirty leaves, I came up with this little toy model of a working man with a hard hat and hands shaped like Lego clamps. David's note, the hard hat worker was one of the characters in the Village People's classic YMCA. His clamp-shaped hands are callbacks to the dream of can opener hands. This... <laughs> We <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, he had a dream. We we'd covered the last book, and the last book he had a dream about Donald Trump having can openers for hands. Yeah, and I think we just laughed that off as being so fucking retarded. But he, he thought it was so important he needed to bring it back for a round two. Uh, he really likes the can opener hands for well, some reason. Well, this is why. This is prophetic of how the deep state was trying to push the can opening transgender philosophy onto working class America. I don't know what can opening means in this. I guess cutting I, your cock off. Uh, I get. I mean, it has to, right? <laughs> I don't understand any other way it would make sense. It'd be fun to circumcise someone with a can opener. <laughs> 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 just latching it onto some dude's cock. Uh, right, so they're, they're making America trans, and then uh, that part of America felt left in the gutter. This, of course, has led to the ongoing Bud Light and Target boycotts, among uh, others. And then this... <laughs> this is uh to get an insight we all we all see david's ego in the modern day and uh, this is supposed to be the version of his ego that is you know been reeled in after decades of archangel michael telling him to knock it off yeah he's been humbled throughout multiple lifetimes well this this is how he was talking about himself this is from october 11th 1999 this same thing happened when i sang whole lot of love by led zeppelin on the one night i worked as a dj in a karaoke bar Many people will scorn the gifts that you try to give them and otherwise try to make you feel somehow inadequate. It is their own way of masking the feelings they hide about themselves. I was actually doing pitch-perfect rock vocals, and they were clearly jealous. <laughs> Which, I was so cool, everyone would have fucked me. Yes, that's the other thing he does, is even when people try to indicate to him that he's... A fucking idiot. He's just like, no, they just don't get it. No, That's how good I am. Yeah. They just don't. They don't understand. Who describes yeah. their vocals as pitch perfect? I'm just so good. He then uh, he goes. He quotes at length from an ebook that he put out in 2019. I didn't even know this fucking book existed. He just talks about diet and how bad sugar is. Uh, he does say conventional sugar is as addictive as uh, heroin or cocaine. Which, I mean. I I don't I personally I do not know anyone who sold their ass for Skittles. Yeah, I've <laughs> never I've never sucked a dick for a Coke. Yes, or or power what a sour patch kids. Yeah, Klonopin bar. Um, <laughs> he then goes into his manti vax shit, where I wish he, wish he kind of went deeper because he concedes. He says vaccines do confer immunity. It's just all the other stuff is bad. Ah, right. And then uh, this is a, this is a really good David move. Uh, this is the first time he's like spoken directly about vaccines in the in these uh, books, and before you know he would just refer to it as the V or whatever. Right. But this time the section is about vaccines, so he has to say it. But instead of using the letter A, he uses the at the at symbol every time he <laughs> writes vaccine, as if as if the deep state is not going to be able nah, to. Nah, dude, uh, deep state's looking at his PDFs. Yeah, they'll yeah. never be able to figure out what that top secret yeah. code means. Section four, September nineteen ninety nine, part three. Uh, something to look forward to. David's note, as we will see in the introduction to book seven, the inoculations do appear to have a Wi-Fi nanotech component that is powered by nearby cell phones. <laughs> so I guess you got to hide your cell phones to not power the vaccine if you got it. Uh, I'm including, yeah, this next passage, I don't really think it was interesting, but David thought it was so interesting that he went back four times to make notes about it over the last 20-something years. So this <laughs> this is another thing he doesn't address in this book is he constantly says like, hey, this is the first time I'm ever reading this. But then when you read it, there's multiple notes from like 1999, 2019, 2021. It's like it's the first time he's reading it now. Well, it's like, yeah, yeah how did you make those notes in the past if you didn't read it then? Anyways, they came to him. this is uh, this is David, um, quote, a wise guy by the name of Patterson said that they always get me in the middle of the night. That's when and where they strike, when you are vulnerable and you least expect it. 
So then in uh, October of 1999, he chimes in saying, I'm really not sure who this patterns, Patterson is that they're referring to. He is possibly a political or military figure in our history, like Patton. This is, oh yeah, he, he says Donald Trump is the reincarnation of Patton. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, this is obviously about how when you are no longer useful to the powers that be, you simply disappear. So that was 1999, and then uh, here we go again in uh, October 2021. I'm in tears right now as I unseal this. It's obviously Peterson. When we met a potential investor's Italian family in Pennsylvania, more than once, Pete said, you guys look very wise. A wise guy by the name of Patterson. This is now a reference that is so personal and specific that I'm in tears over it, as it made absolutely no sense when it came through. It is very obvious that Pete was part of the plan all along, as Pete led to Chris, which led to Stavati. All of this is clearly being guided by higher intelligence. <laughs> so that was uh, October 2021. Now we go with the June of 2023. Patterson is also a reference to General Patton, who was undeniably the past life of Trump. They look very similar, and the death and birth dates line up nicely. And then finally, in August of 2023... This is prophetic of the four different indictment strikes against Trump. They strike when you're vulnerable and you least expect it. You got a whole lot out of that. Never heard that before. Yeah. I don't think Patton looks anything like fucking Donald Trump. No, I, I, he gives an explanation for it somewhere, but I, I really think it's just the fact that Patton died in uh, 44 and Trump was born 45. I think he just looked for someone where the dates like kind of matched up. up. Yeah. Even though he's done that before, he's explicitly said because in the case of his mother, his mother was uh, alive when Edgar Casey's wife was alive. Right. So he had to kind of muddle that water by saying, "Well, like sometimes past lives overlap. Even yeah. be alive as two people at once." Yeah. It's uh, it's really whatever is convenient for David. Oh, yes, is what the truth is. The phrase, losing this hang-up, is used, and David analyzes it as follows. David's note, quote, losing this hang-up is a joking reference to castration, which Michael, <laughs> which Michael warns against doing in the strongest possible terms. David, David, don't cut your dick off. Well, a hang-up, your dick hangs in front of you, so losing your hang-ups means chopping your penis off. That's, I'm, that's what I'm going to call it from now on. Losing your hang-ups? Nah, Sorry, dude, babe, I'm just losing my hang-up right now. <laughs> that dude lost his hang-ups. Um, here's, uh, yeah, here's another good example of David just kind of making prophecy say whatever he wants. There's a passage that says, quote, In Beijing, China, the plans are still being made to subjugate world order through Taiwan conflict. From here, David chimes in with a note from 2021 where he talks about how accurate this is and notes the escalating tensions in uh, 2021 between China and Taiwan. And, uh, you know, again, the issue with the time loop here, 2021 is not the present year. But then this year he comes back and goes, there's, there's a passage that talks about the Kosovo situation. And he pops in to uh, say Kosovo is a stand-in for Afghanistan. And then right after that, David claims that Kosovo is now, in 2023, a stand-in for Ukraine. So somehow he, he remains completely clueless to the fact that he will just declare whatever noun to be something else in order to make his prophecy accurate. Yeah, he really could be writing about anything. Well, here, here's the thing about the globe. There's always going to be a war. Yeah. So if you just say this place is at war... Uh, you, I don't think you can appropriately claim credit for predicting it. That there'll be war somewhere? Well, because, I mean, I feel like it'd be cheating, but if you really want to go that route, just write about Israel and Palestine. Chances are, you know, a few hundred years from yeah. now. Go you, to the Middle East. There's always yeah, war. Nothing's going to be changing. Um, so, <laughs> I just got to, I, I enjoy this prophecy. You'll see why momentarily. Quote, he was number nine in the wedding. That will make him more comfortable over time. David's note from uh, 2021. I'm unsealing this on October 9th, number nine. My wedding anniversary with Elizabeth is coming up in five days, October 14th. <laughs> the very next line talks about one more week of this, one more week of this, and we will have a spontaneous change indeed. David Snow from 2023. This was prophetic of my impending divorce. 
which was a surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't expect her to leave him. But no. It, it was uh, so expected it caught me off guard. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. we know she caught you by surprise, David. Well, that's oh, what yeah. I'm talking about with these being able to stand in for anything. Is In 2021, it was a passage about his uh, undying love for yeah. his wife. And then 2023, it was about them never being together. Shit again. was all good just a week ago. Or was it? Uh, another side note, David kind of hints at the fact that uh, cannibalism might induce psychedelic experiences. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. He doesn't yeah. explain how he came to that understanding. or Just, just to know. Yeah, or where he might have gotten that knowledge from. He just kind of oh, throws it out Oh, he ate a there. person. That, you know, he kind of, I could see that being the case. Yeah. There's something about his uh, physiology where you remember back in like the early 2010s where people were just taking bath salts and eating each other. That was yeah. kind of in vogue yeah, for cool. a year. He kind of has that look like yeah. a, uh, a cannibalistic. Look, he's got, he's got the forehead of a serial killer. Well, he doesn't need to be a serial killer. Here's a big reveal. So the instances that that clown wig and the broken plate with the spaghetti David used telekinesis to cause those. Holy shit. David has telekinetic powers now. Hell yeah, dude. So He's with, an X-Man. With his mind, he can cause plates to break or clown wigs to fall out of He's the got the world's <laughs> most useless superpower. I just... What can you do with your telekinetic abilities? Oh, I can make objects slightly fall. I can ruin dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I can do parlor tricks. You would think... I, maybe this is just me. If I had telekinetic powers, I would be on video using them right now. Yeah, I'd go get me a sponsorship. I'd be streaming on Twitch. Just watch me bend this spoon and yeah. call it a faggot. <laughs> ah, uh, faggot spoon. Well, especially when you have no money. I would yeah. think being telekinetic is probably good for a payday. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the sub, anal slut 420. <laughs> just David on Twitch fucking breaking plates with his head. Uh, Throwing spaghetti on Twitch. Just yeah. him staring at a spoon intently and nothing happening. <laughs> We're, uh... It's just, it's just a stream seeing how long he'll stare at that spoon trying to bend it. Yeah, I feel like Yuri Geller kind of ruined the spoon bending game. That was his yeah, whole thing. Yeah, he long. fucked it up. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, uh, Johnny Carson kind of fucked him on that. It was hilarious. By Car- Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where Carson swaps the spoons on Yuri Geller yeah. and then he can't bend it. He's like, ah, oh, there's too much electricity. Oh, <laughs> interference. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works. Section 5, October 1999, part 1. Um. This, this has nothing to do with anything other than David felt compelled to include it. David's note, Sabrina stayed over that afternoon. We saw a 3.33 on the clock as we started getting romantic. We both laughed at the synchronicity. Is this the girlfriend <laughs> that didn't believe a word he said? Yeah, yeah, but they were fucking and it was 3.33. Of course he would point that out. Yeah, and that's very important. Yeah. It's very crucial. David's horny for numbers. Uh, we get a little turkey update, which is very, very much appreciated. Quote, Hell yeah. I w- oh, yes. David, uh, so David's been living in a cabin in the woods for the last two years, like completely alone. Yeah. And the only content he put out on YouTube was him talking to, like, uh, turkeys. Nice. In, in the middle of the woods in yeah, Colorado. leaving altars for rodents. Quote, <laughs> I woke up and saw these demonic beings at the head and foot of the bed. There were two of them. They looked like little gargoyles. Uh, I used my abilities to turn them into pheasants so they couldn't hurt me. When they became pheasants, they got nasty and were still <laughs> bickering with each other. <laughs> David's no. This appears to be prophetic of how the negative caused a huge and bloody divorce in my turkey population last <laughs> fall. They have now finally been reunited. He comes back in August of 2023. The day after I got back from my Vegas trip, I saw Petunia's seven turkey babies for the first time. They look like tiny pheasants. Petunia has uh, has to repeatedly chase crows away who want to kill and eat her babies. Petunia is who I was talking about. That's the only time that name is used in this book. He never explains it. I'm guessing it's the turkey. That's the turkey for sure. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it could be that or it could be... Because that's the name he would give a turkey. Petunia. You'd think he'd explain that fact, but no, that is the only time in several thousand pages the word Petunia. I'd give anything for him to just start doing David Wildlife content again. It was so good. It was the most coherent content he's put out. It was just... It was so unhinged, but so... 
so good at but the same time. Yeah, but it was unhinged in like a whimsical in a fun way, way. Yeah, not a like, concerning way. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's this eccentric dude, you know, yeah, in the forest. Not like, oh, there's a schizophrenic writing books. Well, there, there's a history of people hanging out with animals. You know, you got Jane Goodall hanging out with monkeys and shit. David hanging out, hanging out with turkeys wouldn't. Yeah, but she was on meth hanging out with parakeets. <laughs> I <laughs> wish David was on meth. He might be. It, it, literally anything can't yeah. make the situation worse. He should try meth. Yeah, the worst and is he him. He already. Yeah. yeah, the worst is him just being sober. Yes, and and writing things about how he saw Clownwick fall and then broke down in tears. Yeah, it's just bizarre and concerning. Um, speaking of concerning, he has a dream where he shows sexually explicit drawings to his mom. All which, right. Uh, huh? Other than being horny, there this is an interesting note. David's note: I do have teenage drawings with disturbing content that strongly validate Michael's assertions about the parallel life in Book One. So I think that's that book of terror he talked about, which means David has drawings of himself being raped. Hell yeah, Just dude. in oh, a yeah. book somewhere. David at just age do- 17. Just doodles of him being butt-fucked. <laughs> just doodling himself being sodomized. Uh, oh, right. The dream does get weirder. He ends up staring at his mom's tits, and he tries to explain to her how, he can make her, uh, how she can make her, her tits bigger. And then he says, he says, this is prophetic of what we are seeing with the trans movement and how hormones can cause a biological male <laughs> to grow breasts. Damn, dude. Damn. I love that he's become so invested in this. I mean, I think a dream about titty fucking your mother is probably concerning for reasons outside of the trans agenda. Some real weird Oedipus shit there. Freud would have a field day with that one. Yeah. Uh, in a separate horny dream, a prostitute shows up to help in an investment meeting. Uh, so David and her are going to like a pitch meeting. And she, I like this line. She, uh, she says she only likes to talk about, quote, investments and her big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. I told you this is just a horny book. It's yeah. just David wanted to fuck the... He's ent- just having wet dreams without coming. The entirety of 1999 is just David struggling to bust. <laughs> Section 6, October 1999, Part 2. We're almost done with this book. It was a quick one, in and out. Uh, David can just not stop dreaming about fucking. There's a dream about him not going on a camping trip, and that corresponds with him skipping a camping trip in real life. His reason for not going camping, he says, is uh, David's note. It is entirely possible that someone, if not multiple women, would have made bold passes at me had I gone on this trip. I was now processing a variety of clients and doing at least a few readings a week. I had already done some successful talks there. It was a popular figure. So David couldn't go camping because he would have to fuck multiple women. I mean, what else do you do camping? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, outside of drinking and fucking. I always like how the the rationalization is, I would have had to have sex with women. Yes, as if he's so irresistible. There's not a possibility. Well, you kind of phrase it like it's a bad thing. Yeah, what do you want me to go have sex with these women? Yuck. It's (laughs) disgusting. (laughs) I'm Uh, not a monster. Why would I have sex with women? Yeah. Oh, this next part, this is a purely selfish inclusion on my end because I want someone to send me a link for something. Uh, David says, one of the classic ESP tests proved that ordinary people could control the motion of ball bearings dropped through a pegboard. The balls would fall into one of a series of slots. Ordinary people could remote influence how often balls fell into a certain slot with statistical significance and replicability. Uh, He doesn't include a, a citation for that. And when I Googled it, there's nothing. I was going to say, I don't think there would be one. Right. So if anyone has access to the scientific study that proves, you know, telekinetic ability is possible, I'd appreciate you uh, sending that my way. Then David uh, talks about Stavati. He says, Stavati technology is critical for defeating the Draco reptilians. How it's critical, he does not say. But well, they're going to destroy. So they're going to destroy the roads. We got to be able to hover. That's the only way. The only way to defeat the reptiles is to yeah. hover several feet off the ground. If you drive off the ground, they can't get you. That's yeah. true. Um, David, David then fucks up and says your skin needs melatonin to handle being burned. He of course means melanin. He's, he's done that <laughs> multiple times. I've I, seen a lot of people do that. Yeah, Eminem did it in a song too. Um, back to spaghetti. All right. Uh, 
David had a dream that involved spaghetti, and when he came out of the dream state and talked to his girlfriend, he found out she had eaten spaghetti a week before. No. Holy shit. A true, no. <laughs> a true miracle. And that's why she's fat. Could you imagine? That's why she left me. I, I would say the odds, if everyone went to everyone they knew right now and asked them, have you eaten spaghetti within the last seven days? You're going to know someone who has eaten spaghetti. Oh, she was and, eating spaghetti while cheating on David. Yes, while getting fucked by some other guru. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, oh God, David talks about the stupid fucking Edgar Casey Hospital again. He says its purpose was to provide cures for otherwise hopeless medical cases through the use of Casey's intuitive talents. He follows that up by saying that the hospital failed after a short time. And, uh, Maybe maybe I'm missing something, but when you open a hospital to help people with rare conditions and it closes down shortly after, you would think it's because the person who opened it isn't actually helping anyone. Yeah. I, I no. would think if you opened a hospital to treat people with incurable diseases and you were successful in your treatment, that would probably be a pretty popular place. Because all the people who were dying that you could save would probably want to not die. <laughs> they yeah. might make a visit to your hospital. It's a conversion therapy of, of medicine. But it don't uh, work. David skips over that part. He, he doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that he's the reincarnation of a failure. Um, all right, this is the most bizarre part in this entire book. So I've got, in the entire series, perhaps. The implications of this are grand. All right. So let's, uh, let's get your opinion on this. Um, so David always has these dreams where he's at his old school's auditorium. He, he says that in his parallel life, this is where his uh, ritual abuse took place. This is where he was banana sandwich, all that occurred. Every right, time David right. has been raped. Parallel life. Yes, it's, uh, yes, parallel life. Like the parallel economy. Yes, uh, he's, he's on stage at his auditorium getting raped. And then he, a little bit further in the dream, he says this, quote, as the curtain closed, another part of the play was happening. This gigantic dog walked in from the stage. It was supposed to be a costume that had people inside, but it was just so big. And then David chimes in with a note and says, This story is too outrageous for these books, but I will probably feature it in the Cosmic Diaries at some point. I think David got, got fucked, fucked by, by a dog. dog. Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> David took Clifford in the ass. Yeah. Oh dude. God, why would you? Why would you? Why would you why say would you that? Admit this? Clifford the big red hog. <laughs> David what? What is going on in his psyche right now? The part I don't get is the implications of that are pretty clear. If you're on the stage where you're on the raping stage, yeah. where you get raped, and a dog <laughs> yeah. walks, in. and then a dog walks out, and you cut there and go, this "Is a little too weird for this book." the banana sandwich was bad. Well, it's not like, you know, if he just pet the dog or something, it's not like he would exclude that from the book. The only reason yeah. he would exclude a dream with a dog in a book Well, and calling it outrageous is because you had a sexual encounter with a dog. A also, dog. also, the way he ended it with, it was very big. It yeah. a lot <laughs> to the imagination. Yes. Uh, David was eventually able to escape getting fucked by the dog because he used mind control in the Dracos, and they, they never messed with him again. So, just for those keeping track, David has been transformed into a sandwich and fucked, and uh, a big dog has also had sex with him. He's yeah. like Mr. Hands, except he was not fucked to death. Look, I'd have a pretty negative opinion of the ETs if they uh, did this to me. If every time I got uh, abducted, they just fucked me in the ass? Yeah, yeah I'd be I, furious. I would it? not be a fan, <laughs> if I'm being quite frank. You really let down. I feel like yeah. after... Why wouldn't you take drugs that prevent you from dreaming? Those those exist. I mean, yeah, but just imagine all your heroes raping you. Yeah, well, maybe that's a good thing. You this, know, this, <laughs> look, this is why they say never meet your heroes. Yeah, they'll rape you. They'll, they'll assault you. Well, that's yeah, that's what they don't say. Your heroes will sick their dog upon you yeah. to rape you. <laughs> You'll get fucked in the ass. Well, I never want to meet Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he's got a, a horny dog. This uh, this is. When this is towards the end of the book, but when I got here, it's, it's really clear he's just out of shit to say because he's not even doing word magic anymore. It's like <laughs> it's lazy word magic. Um, quote Mount Pinatubu gets ready to burst again. David's note Hawaii has volcanoes. <laughs> take, take the M in Mount and letters in Pinatubu. And you can spell Maui. Another <laughs> prophecy of the tragic Maui. Flood. I mean, Mount Pinatubu. Yeah. I would like to point out the word Maui is composed 75% of vowels, which are the most common letters in the English language. 
So I, I don't, you could probably take most sentences and spell the word Maui if they're of sufficient length. I'd say they took Mount Penatubu and like volcanoes. Volcanoes. What's you know a what's, mountain? Yeah, mountain volcanoes. <laughs> uh, David discovered vegetables are healthy. Uh, Michael's advice to get that broccoli, and uh, he took that advice and began reliably eating vegetables. Much of my recent insomnia went away within the same week. Yeah, he's eating nothing but broccoli now. Yes. He's well, very sick. That's <laughs> it. Uh, last time he was eating nothing but boiled apples and uh, drinking olive oil. So I guess nice. that's probably yeah, an improvement. Yeah, true. Here's the, uh, the final section, I believe. Section 7, October 1999, part 3. More lazy word magic. Um, there's a passage. He uses the phrase needless hardship. And then David says the word needless looks like needles, so it's needles hardship, which is the vaccine. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Honestly, I'm impressed. Uh, this one was particularly impressive to me. Quote, where there is smoke, there is fire. That's a prophecy of fire. <laughs> which, <laughs> he, he's using just basic, I, I don't know, that's like, that's a common phrase. Also, fire is not exactly when terribly cold, uncommon. It rains. Obviously, it means the hurricane's coming to California. And uh, as to be expected with David, he he just ends this book in a very disappointing fashion. Um, there, he starts prophesizing about shit that like I don't even know why you'd prophesy about it. There's there's a prophecy that has the word shoelace in it, and I guess two weeks ago David broke one of his boots, so that the word shoelace was predicting he'd fuck up one of his boots. What important things yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to see the future with. Uh, a funny note here is there's a uh, David's notes section that he added in 1999. It's time stamped at 4.30 in the morning. And David explains that when Sabrina, his girlfriend, would sleep over, he does his channeling and dream dictation in the bathroom. So he doesn't wake her up. So David's just locking himself in the bathroom between like three and five in the morning. Notes, jerking off in the bathroom. Channeling, channeling voices. Um, David also de details. I like this. He, he's talking about when he was in college. He had a strategy for learning more. That strategy was quote: always maintain eye contact with the professor no matter what. He says <laughs> he says you can look away to like briefly write your notes, but then you gotta go right back to staring just at him mean mugging him well because he said he realized if you look away that like breaks the contract of eye contact with your professor and they'll never look at you again so uh, all you college kids out there just gotta just eye fuck my his professor creepily yeah his professors must have been like that kid's gonna shoot this place up one day <laughs> um we'll end this outline with uh david's final words in the book quote we will now continue our discussion in book seven beginning with a few final pieces of scientific data that dramatically enhance our overall knowledge base. Thank you for your ongoing support of this fascinating and inspired work. I don't think inspired is the word I would use to describe this. I mean, it's oh, it's very inspired. Come on, he's yeah. been inspired to write nonsense. Yes, thousands of pages of it. Jesus. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, this it's unreadable. It, it is... It is the worst book I've ever read. And he just won't stop. There's and he two, never will. There's two more. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's really, it's so difficult. I don't want to. I don't want to do it no, anymore. I, I really don't. It's so difficult to just parse through because we got, I mean, we got through that relatively quickly. Yeah. But that took me five days to read. So, like, it's. Shows him out of nothing in that book. Well, it's just, David, for the like, edit. These books don't have to be 300 pages. I'm not even sure he's reading it over for spelling. Oh, no, no, no. There's there's tons of errors in here. Yeah. But the thing, the only reason he rereads it is to add additional stuff. Yeah, more notes. Yeah, great things about like... Uh, spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti or a clown wig. Apparently my marriage wasn't doing great. <laughs> well... He's very funny for keeping that included. <laughs> to be like, this is prophecy of the love between myself and my wife. My uh, wife psych, we're me. getting a divorce. Turns, turns out I was me. wrong. Yes, turns out sometimes the Archangel Michael is incorrect. Yeah. So we have that. Uh, God, I, it better not be two more books. I can't do two more books. I just want him to start doing videos again. Well, he keeps promising that. He sent out another email, uh, I think yesterday. He sent out two in the last week. But... Um, he keeps promising to go back to video, but I, I think whatever comes next will uh, be done by way of uh, 
payola. He needs to make some That's money. That's true. For this. I mean, but the but he makes good money off the super chats. I don't know. He must look terrible right now. Um, I always assume when he's not going on video, it's because he looks bad. Most likely. I mean, I mean, last time he did that uh, when he was doing the wildlife shit, he was wearing like a potato sack. Yeah. And and just <laughs> yeah. keeping himself off. Show up next video with a, a fucking whole barrel on him. I think Archangel Michael is telling me to wrap up the show because my headphones have stopped working. I'm only <laughs> only getting audio in one year. So uh, with that, my Patreon.com slash Hidden Plainsight Pod. We have oh, we haven't recorded the the Patreon this week, have we? Or no, it'll be intervention. 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 Yes. Probably intervention the next week too. I think yes. we got one or one or two more episodes to, to get through before yeah. we're ready to move on. Uh, at Hidden Plainsight Radio on Instagram, you are at Brand Steel Hidden on Instagram, and we're at the Hidden Pod on Twitter. Devin, anything to plug? You got Twitter, Facebook? No, don't no. mind me. Please don't <laughs> mind me. <laughs> okay, right. who do you? Mom out. Yeah.